Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married! Today we're going to be uh, discussing the third in the Hell's Bells series from Sarah McLean, entitled Knockout. I know, I've been waiting so long for yeah. this. This is the second uh, one that I've read, is that right? Yes, and I mean, is I that just exciting? wish that the fourth one was already out, because yeah, I, I want to read it like today. Me too, me too. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. But can you see how you get end up getting pulled in, because it's like this whole world, and you start to know the characters, and you want to like know about them more. Hmm. Okay. No, you can't see it. Fine, you go read your depressing books. I have a few more weeks of this, and I will continue reading romance novels. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it reminded me a little bit of like those movies that we watch when everyone's super self-aware of how cool and attractive they are. I'm thinking like the Ocean's 12, Ocean's 11. It was you know, very snappy in that like, way. Like yes. very or the much, dialogue. I actually didn't think that about Very the much like everyone was very cool. And like even when things were like supposed to be dangerous or life-threatening, they still had uh, witty I, This uh, was very much like on. that. I thought that too. There was like a lot of quips. Like it was very mm-hmm. snappy dialogue, if you will. And and it wasn't just like I don't remember the last one being so much like self aware of what it represents. I would agree. Like trying, I thought this one was you know, even more. It of made that. me think of the movie I went last night to, to visit to with Henry, where it was like the third equalizer in the series, and it was almost like they were so aware of what they were delivering to the consumer that. They delivered it, but were like trying to be artistic at the same time. And it was kind of, it was, I mean, it was fine. It was what, it was what you expected, but then it was, it's almost like, um, who, uh, what was the series that Danny Glover and Mel Gibson did together? Lethal Weapon. It was like, you know, Lethal Weapon, the first one, it was like, um, Mel Gibson didn't know how much of a heartthrob he was, but by like the second or third, he like very much was like preening throughout mm-hmm. and sort of like knew what he was trying to do and was like almost over the top in everything, like attractiveness, funniness, you know, like it, I think that's what movies tend to do, and I think this series might be doing it because I don't remember it being so much in your face. Although that was the first one I read, so maybe it was that way, and I just didn't notice it the first time. No, because I actually thought this was more like that. Yeah. It was also like a nod to to me because now I listen to the author's podcast. Mm-hmm. It was like all her favorite things in romance. Um, like she likes like those older, you know, it's like she grew up on like the Judith McNaught, Jude Devereaux. Well, there was a, there was a bodice ripping going on. And so I felt like this was like her dream characters in a way. Oh, is that right? That's kind of what I thought of this. But then I thought, you know, you always say you want to understand a woman's psyche. I thought there was some pretty... 
um, interesting dynamics there that were because again, this even though it's historical, she says in the author's note, like historical is an opportunity for fantasy, and you mm-hmm. get to rewrite in a way that you wish the world could be, you know. Um, yeah, there was no, and, there was no ounce of reality going on, and I thought. So it's very modern in terms of the woman. The sensibilities. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, there's a lot of insights into how women's minds work in this. Oh. A lot of, like, reassurance that she's seeking. A lot of, um, like, she wants to be on, she's on her own. She's powerful. She can protect herself. But she does like that he wants to protect her. You know, like, there's this, like, tension mm-hmm. for a woman who wants to be independent. Mm. And I happen to know that this author also really likes, like, a strong male character. Mm. And I, so I think it was almost like an over the top strong male character. It was. Well, we're just going to have to dive into Yeah, I guess we should that. get to you, the you drink got, first. You got a lot, to, a lot to talk about. What is going on in this drink? What is going on? There's like some seeds and a cloud almost mm-hmm. in the top of it. What is going on? Cheers. I don't know. I mean, it's not bad. It's lemon and gin. Mm-hmm. It's a um, elderflower smash. Oh, okay. So what is smashed? Um, gin and muddled mint. Oh, okay. Or I'm not gin. Um, it's gin, elderflower, muddled mint, and lemon. Oh, okay. So what is the cloudy stuff in it? I think it's lemon juice. Oh, okay. Of course, I like it, though. It has elderflower in it, my new favorite yeah. mm-hmm. liqueur. Um, okay, so knockout. I you Okay, so I can tell you we're not overly enjoying it. Why do you say that? Well, your attitude already. Already? Yeah. What makes you say that? Because I said, can't you just see how you get swept up? And, like, don't you want to read about the Duchess now and find out what her yeah. love story is going to be? And you're like, eh, and you didn't say anything. Well, um, it's like I said, you know, it's like an Ocean's 12 in book form, you know, like very much delivering what the consumer wants. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but that's entertainment. I don't know how much, but you're going to tell me how much deeper psychological Well, I do data, think it's entertainment. Data that I missed in I this. think it is unapologetically Sorry. Entertaining. Yeah. Uh, am I still? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, which is fine. I mm-hmm. like that about it. Yeah. Um, but I still think it, it says something about why women love romance. Clearly, this is written for a woman to me. Okay. Say more. Um. Well, again, it's woman's fantasy. She's got a girl gang who are like vigilantes for justice. Mm-hmm. And they all have men who just worship the ground they walk on, who think <laughs> they are just yeah. the most amazing and just want them to be as successful and as powerful and as in control as they can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm not sure that gives me a lot of information, like usable information. Yes, I would like people to worship the ground yeah. that I stand on. I think you can say that true of anybody. Whether or not you that's usable in, in, in terms of like how I would approach romance, I wouldn't say that that's like really that useful. Well, I don't know. I think it probably is. Um, but you just also, have to. I mean, I think everyone knows. I mean, I don't like the word worship, but I think you know that you have to make the woman feel special. <laughs> but that's like the basic <laughs> level of romance, right? That's not. Well, women are pretty simple in some ways. But they're not. They're definitely not the more more simpler sex, for sure. No, but in some things, like it definitely taught, it definitely shows how. Again, I, I mean, you're stirring our drinks with a pencil right now. Well, I don't have. To I don't even know what to think about that. You're just putting an eraser in our drinks. I used to eat erasers when I was in second grade. Okay, well, that's. You, not me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just think it's it's not just the worship. I guess you don't like the word worship, but treat them as special. But I think everyone knows that. That's not like a mystery of romance and or and or the woman's psyche. And it's not particular to women. But the woman's psyche, just the need for reassurance. The the need. Um, I am going to start close. saying "good girl" to you. That is not in this book. <laughs> um, the mix of independence and like wanting to rely on someone. Yeah, I don't think any of that's like particularly like insightful about romance. Well, maybe not. But I'm not I sure mean, what insight you're looking for. Well, think of all the things that we've talked about in past episodes. I mean, there has been deeper levels to it. Like just saying like I mean, you want you want to be reassured. Okay. When do you want to be reassured? All the time? Not all the time. Well, in the bedroom? Yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, this character was a virgin. Yes, which, you know, the first so one of the Hell's Bells. I mean, in modern life, that's not that common. True, but still. I mean, also you want... You want a relationship that works, makes each person the best of themselves. That's in this book. Um, yeah. And they have fun together. There are like a few scenes where they are laughing together. Mm-hmm. Um, they share more of themselves with each other than with anyone else. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what you're looking for again. Well, um, yeah, some of that's interesting. Um, I mean, the romance was born out of him carrying her out of a a building. Is that right? Is that what I'm? Well, no, they were already dancing around each other. They were already 
interested in each other before that even happened. In the other book. Because she blew up the police station? Yeah, that was in book one. Yeah. And they they were always kind of around. And he was the... They didn't really go into it, which I was surprised. Well, I guess they did mention it toward the end. That he did seem honest. And that's why they partnered with... They, that's why they would feed him information for their arrest. Because mm-hmm. they did, at least as far as like a police person would go, they would trust him. Yeah to do something with the information. And and she was always the one kind of passing them to him. And so, mm-hmm. um, maybe it says something about the limits of controlling your feelings and emotions and like the way you are because he has to let go a little bit because he's like a very controlled person. Maybe. So, I mean, okay, so uh, uh, I'm not sure there's, so in some books we've read, Georgie All Along, for example, mm-hmm. they seemed very realistic, like ver- verisimilitude was very strong. Yeah, but this, that wasn't the point of this. I'm not saying it was. So we had those, and then you would look, and you would see the way the characters interacted and then you would see maybe some truth in their interaction or something that, that spoke to a deeper motivation in your psyche. When, when it's so fantastical like this one, you know, like a bunch of women Mm -hmm. that are basically superheroes, like they're not superheroes. They're They're kind of like superheroes. They're kind of, they like have a network, an underground railroad and, like have a network of, you know, vigilante justice. Let's just yeah. call it that. Um, and their sensibility was super modern. Not even like but a that's little okay, bit, but like we're super modern, modern readers. Well, but then they're back in time, and so you have some like stuff that's like anachronistic, but then you have some other stuff that's like of the time, obviously, mm-hmm. right? And so you're mixing and matching. And so I have a hard time, like, knowing whether I should be taking, like, the interpersonal stuff super seriously. Like, some of it's witty banter just for entertainment purposes, clearly. But then there's a deeper level. Well, maybe this is part of the romance. And it's hard to, it's hard to know what to take from it. Uh, give me an example of what you mean, because the banter is part of the relationship building. Mm-hmm. The banter is part of understanding the dynamics between the characters. Yeah, so he, like, there's a an explosion in one of the Underground Railroad sites, and she's, like, first on the scene to investigate it. Yeah. And then he shows up, and they have a lot of... Like, they kind of butt heads, but they kind of like each other at the same time. And then he heroically carries her out before the building collapses, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of what happens in pretty much the opening scene. What do I take from that? <laughs> what romantic... Like, obviously, it would be right to save a damsel in distress with your physical strength, but that's not likely... For a lot of couples, 
So I'm not sure I can take that. Do I take from it, like, maybe that, like, you want somebody who challenges you? I mean, because she challenges him? Well, she does challenge him throughout. That's what I was saying. Like, she's mm-hmm. always pushing his buttons, kind of, and, like, pushing him and disrupting his, like, very controlled life. Mm-hmm. That he has built for himself and he, you know, is content with it, but she's always pushing at him. I mean, because even in that scene, like, he kind of caused the the collapse, like, or he didn't cause it because obviously it was an explosion, but he was still in there and she ran in because she realized he was in danger. So in a way, like, yes, he saved her, but he also was the reason she was still in the building. Hmm. That's what I mean. It's it's um But that makes it I mean, why does it have to all be so serious? Can't it also just be fun? Yeah, it can be fun, but I'm not sure like I can take a whole lot from it in terms of like what I'm other than like which is not new, but maybe maybe that's it. Like you should find your match. When you find the person that you're romantically interested in, you they should be they should be someone who challenges you, which is probably what you'd say is the number one thing about. I why think it's you like super me. important. I don't know if I'd say it's the number one because there's also like kindness and care and attention, but it is very important. I'm a great lover, after all. Well, he was excellent, clearly, as that went on for quite a long time. Yeah, a lot of the book was um No, not for sixty percent. There was none. And then all of a sudden and then sixty it was, a lot. it was like three chapters worth. Yeah. Three or four. Mm-hmm. So, so there was payoff. Yeah. That's how, how for you the, felt. The tension. Yeah. No, because I thought the story is fun. I like the story. I mean, you don't like it, but I liked like the mystery and who is it. I mean, we knew who it was gonna be, but <laughs> Um, um, and like, mm-hmm. you know, I like the found family and her friends looking out for her and them doing this together. I love that. And, mm-hmm. you know, so for me, it was quite enjoyable. I do agree with you that it was in some ways like an over the top expression of what a romance novel is as yeah. in like, it was like hitting all the notes that a romance novel should hit, mm-hmm. but that didn't bother me in the least. Oh, okay. Unlike you, I guess you would prefer to return to last week's morose sadness. Well, it doesn't have to be tragic. It doesn't have story. to be either. You know, I've liked some of the more mm-hmm. more traditional romance novels that we've read. Yes. Did I not love Jane Eyre, for example? I, okay, that was written in like the eight, whatever, 1800s. Did I not love Georgie all along, for example? Fine. That's like the one contemporary novel that you keep bringing up. Well, there are lots of others. Maybe. I like the ghost story one somewhat. You know. Oh, yeah, the dead romantics? Yeah. Yep. D- love lettering was... You Same know, author as Georgie all along. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as good as Georgie all along. She is but. very, she is good friends with Sarah McLean who wrote this one. Talking about Emily Henry? No. Uh, Kate Claiborne wrote Oh, who? who Emily did? Henry wrote Book Lovers, which was pretty good, and Happy Place, which was 
so so. Oh, book lovers, yeah, I remember book lovers. So I mean, you know, I guess I can see why maybe this didn't appeal to you, but it appealed to me. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to disagree once again. Yeah, this is for like somebody who loves the forum and wants to get a little meta, maybe. I mean, she's a good writer. There's, I mean, that's for sure. There were like a few, her opening line was good. And then there was like a paragraph like in the middle that could have been the opening line. It was very funny. I just thought. Oh, really? She's Did got you some make good, a note of it? Yeah. What was the opening line? Was that the bad day so one? So the opening paragraph was, Lady Imogen Loveless enjoyed explosions. To be clear, she was not a sadist. That an explosion might do bodily harm of some kind was not pleasing to her. No, if she was pressed, she would say it was not exploded things that gave her joy, but rather the means by which one exploded things. Oh, yeah. And that was interesting to me, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, because I knew it was going to be about her, and I was like a little annoyed by it because I was like, are we going to have to, you know, explode a bunch of stuff? She didn't even explode anything. No, she like she used, like, used a, a powder little, to yeah. knock a guy out, but that was and then that was about it. And and at the end, like, and then I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then she had a bunch of onomatopoeias throughout. I wondered about of, that, and because it, it was like all sort these of different words for way. explosion yeah. sounds. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of fun. So I mean. No, I can and but what that. was the other one? But I guess you didn't mark that it was like you were like, oh, this could have been the first line. Uh, it was about um, the detective guy. Hold on, I'll find it. Um, you used the word rake. I'm not yeah. sure they used the word. What do I always say? Jagged? Ragged. Ragged. Yeah, ragged. I don't remember ragged. ragged. ragged it could breath. be in there, but. Hmm. Might have to just go through and I'll tell you when I get to some. Um. Yeah, or. Defenders of the common woman. Did you like that? Where it was in parens, the wool was in parens. Yeah, why not? Um, and you wouldn't know, but there were all these characters from our other books that were like appearing in this and stuff. So it's like I did. Very... Well, I knew the black lady was from the last. Maggie book. was in the last one, and yeah. Cecily. They didn't call her sexily this time, but you knew it was her. I knew Cecily, yeah. Um. And of course, Adelaide was in her last book. But then there were like the bare knuckle bastards. They were like a whole series she wrote. Ah, I see. Like Beast. Down in the dock scene. He absolutely should not like it when she called him Tommy. He pressed his lips together, trying for the his most intimidating look, one that regularly had hardened criminals rolling over. This is the third exploded location at which I found you in as many months. You don't like that? That is how men are. They think they're just going to like tell the women what to do. 
women are just going to do it, but they don't. He watched, but not because. And it is almost like you're mocking them when they act like that, when they're like telling you what to do. It's kind of how. He watched, but not because of her lovely bottom. Instead, that bothered you. He watched to ensure that she left. Big and broad and rough hewn with a blue gaze stern enough to inspire the kind of thoughts that had landed many women into serious trouble over the years. Lustful thoughts. <laughs> Thrumboom was a onomatopoeia. Yeah. Bump bump was an onomatopoeia. There were a lot of them. Yeah. He'd nearly ravished her in the uniform room not ten minutes earlier. That's ridiculous. And then they're just like partying. To freedom, Imogen announced happily that evening, lifting a pint of ale with gusto and toasting her friends. They're, they just like all drink and like party together. They're just having fun. In the, in they're the living midst. their best life. They're like yeah. fighting for justice. I mean, it's a fantasy. Yeah. You got to just embrace the fantasy or you'll end up like you, not liking it. Yeah. But soon word was out and their work became more complicated, assisting a brothel full of girls from under the thumb of their vicious employer, rescuing children from workhouses, providing safe havens for powerless workers, sending aristocrats to prison for embezzling funds from orphanages, sending others to prison for murder, sending still more to, well, to other places entirely. Only a handful of years, the Hell's Hell's Bells had become legendary. It was more pronounced yes. than in the previous books. Like, it was like they were more established as mm-hmm. a group, you know. If it's true, Imogen said, looking at her friend, it's more dangerous than anything we've done before. That's like those lines that are explaining in the movies. What's going I'm about on? To in throw case something in case you're not you. following what's going on, they're just going to tell you what's going on and like explain it to you. You know what? They could totally make a movie. They could make this not even a romance, but just make a movie about the Hell's Bells. No. Like underground network of women. Yeah. Justice fighters. Oh, it would be good. And they can have romance, but not like it's not central in the movie. I did think it was like it was it verged on like a Marvel movie. Like we all kind of know that they stand for justice. And the good guy's going to win. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a romance novel. Again, other than when you choose the romance, Whoa. that is what happens in a romance. It's always the good guys. Mm-hmm. He leaned in, and he was warm and big and broad, and he smelled like sunshine and darkness altogether, and his beard was against my cheek. And the next thing I knew, he'd stolen my sewing scissors and a strip of the fabric I'd cut from a pair of trousers. I know that was bad when he just used her. Ugh. With his beard. You have to kiss a girl if you've got a beard and you rub up against her. That's the rule. (laughs) Right? It was definitely, definitely into beards, this novel. (laughs) Plump, pixie sized, and pure pandemonium. Did you like that Mm -hmm. description? Mm hmm. Yeah, she was 
like obviously she's like plumper and I was listening they to brought the, it up over and the over. podcast and um Sarah McLean the author was talking about it and she had like a real woman you know a lot of the novels that feature uh, plus size women Mm -hmm. will have a drawing not a real model for the Mm -hmm. cover of the book but she was like really wanted to have a so that was a real woman on the cover yeah and then when she went and like the people who were doing the photography she did not look like a plus size had only one dress that fit her and so Sarah McLean like went out and bought multiple dresses to find a dress for the front cover of the book she is she doesn't look that big well, maybe it's the cover of the novel, but she definitely was plus is plus size. Well, for a model, maybe, but she didn't. She didn't look well. It was, she was saying it was a size. I think it was it was either a fourteen or a sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. she's not your average romance novel cover model. Did you like uh, that uh, Detective Inspector Peck um, basically? Threaten violence on anybody who disrespects. <laughs> well, I told you that's did why you like I mean, that you part? can tell. Did it's you like, like you ought to take care? He said, drawing the sharp attention of the quartet with a quiet threat he could not keep from his tone. It is my job to keep the lady safe, and that includes silencing those who disrespect her. Did you like that part? Were you like, oh, Detective Inspector Peck? That you are too much. Is that what you thought? I did not. I actually thought this is something the author <laughs> finds really sexy, is what I thought. <laughs> but that was okay because, again, I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed that it's like this like fantastical idea. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, like he doesn't really need to save her. She mostly saves herself or her friends save her. But it's like the fantasy that he's going to – he's this big tough guy. Recklessness, chaos, desire. You've been tempering with my bodice. He shook his head. I can't help myself. <laughs> Just because you seem to think that is not real. Oh, I'm sure they were tampering with a lot of bodices back in the day. I'm sure that was part of the fun. The many, many layers trying to get down. It's like cutting off of shapewear. It is, know. yeah. Christ, I want to touch you more than I want my next breath. His eyes found her, light with desire. May I touch you, my lady? Did you like that verbal consent? Mm-hmm. Were you like? Well, up? he should be. They were, not, the, they were not. They were not even up in a relationship. The they were not even in a relationship. They definitely should be getting consent. Gin, mm-hmm. she said with a shrug. Did you notice the gin? So I didn't notice, gin but okay. Gin drink. That's what made you think gin. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just thought it was because you like gin. Mrs. Calhoun, the Duchess of Claiborne, she smiled. They neither of them intended marriage. And then she paused to collect her thoughts before finishing the words incredulous. And then they met husbands who wished to stand by their side, partners who believed in them who wanted them to, do you remember this one? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's true. That's what I mean. To thrive. That is, you know. Yeah. I don't generally like speeches. It is. Because it makes me uncomfortable. It is beautiful. 
But I do think that. I think that's true. More beautiful than he'd ever admit. You mean husbands who love them? Another slow, slow, methodical twitch. A rare quality for husbands these days. It shouldn't be. Her brows shut up. Why had he said that? You didn't think that was a little on the nose? Yeah, I don't tend to like, like, speeches. I don't. It's not my, my go-to. It makes me uncomfortable, too, when it's, like, too, like, much like that. Like, if it was a TV show, this is where I would fast forward. Mm-hmm. But, again, I do think the sentiment is true, and I think it's right. Do you like the part where uh, he said he raised a brow? It might surprise you, my lady, that I am not interested in women suffering from excitement at a mere glimpse of me. Ah, then love it is. Love would, he paused, be nice. When he said that, were you like, oh, he's just, he wants true love, but he he can't find it. He just wants. He couldn't find his match. But he already found her, and we know that through the whole book. Yeah. You're wrong, she said, standing once more, her stillness gone. Women seek doctors like O'Dwyer and Leaf when they have made their choice and they want someone to believe them. What was happening there? I didn't understand that. It's like a women's clinic. Was that an abortion reference? Or like, or it could be prevention in that time. Prevention? Of pregnancy. Oh. Or like, because they talked about tinctures and But what is, what is someone, I didn't understand the someone to believe them. I thought it might be like rape. Like well, that's what I mean. I think it can be a, a lot of things for women that like people wouldn't listen to them, and so there were. I, I assume that it was. It's like a women's clinic, like a women's health clinic, where they weren't, mm-hmm. you know, overseen by their husbands. Is how I saw mm-hmm. it, or by. I mean, like I'm sure they also saw people from the, you know, houses, the body mm-hmm. houses. Good Lord, look at the size of the man. Do you think he believes he's unassuming? Did you like the constant references to how Well, did you notice, though, that they made the statement later on that it's like the men who aren't, it's like that's what happens when you're from, like, the lower classes? Because he and Caleb are both really big, and Caleb makes a comment like, it's clear we're not aristocrats or something because our size is too big. What? Yeah, that's in there. But that's not true. But that's definitely how it's depicted, it feels like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In all his 30 years, Tommy had faced any number of temptations. In his youth, he'd been offered easy paths to money, fixing fights, running contraband stealing. As he'd aged, there'd be others, women, cards, food, drink, but every single temptation he'd faced paled in comparison to the temptation of Imogen standing before him in a stunning silk in a color so decadent he knew instinctively that he couldn't name it, a stunning silk that was obviously held up by nothing more than the woman's soft hands and softer breasts. (laughs) You like that one? It's funny. He laughed and did as he was told, lifting her again in his strong arms, his eyes crinkling at the corners in the way that made Imogen wish she could draw closer and get a better look. Ugh. Yeah. Just dreamy, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Tommy closed his eyes, took himself in his hand, 
in hand, stroking himself. Okay, long, we don't have to read this. Slow a slide, crowned a base, unable to resist it as she finished her thought. Significant. <laughs> there were six, maybe seven references to his large penis. Oh, I don't Did think there like were that, that many. I can only think of two, that one and one more. They they talk they have whole conversations about it. Yeah, but it's only two times. It's not more times than that. It's in two conver this conversation. Yeah, but they them. talk. They have and a then whole, when they're in the house, they have a whole conversation. But it's not just like oh, I noticed this. It's like let's have a conversation <laughs> about it. And you realize they have two conversations about it. The first one Is where he one. first gets undressed. And then afterwards, he comes back to her and talks about how big he is and how he's worried she's in pain. No, they didn't go on about how big he is. She, he just asked because she was a virgin. That wasn't because of his size. They have the second. Don't, don't worry, I've got I've got it highlighted. I'm sure we'll I get to like it. I feel like we've done enough of your highlights <laughs> at this point for this book. Imogen had been right. She was not ruined that night, but Tommy was for the rest of his life. For the Ugh. rest of time. Oh, it was true love. It was. You would never have anyone else. I must have not the highlighted the part. Because it didn't him. happen. You're making it up. No, no, no. I didn't highlight the, the second part of Tommy. Uh, there, was a, there was a chapter that began with Tommy about Tommy. Um, that could have been the first line. Well, of the, the first novel. line of the second chapter is like, Detective no. Inspector Peck was having a, a really bad, bad day. No, it wasn't that. It was like in the middle somewhere. Hmm. But that's okay. I mean, I'm sure I can. Um. Yeah, she. He started a lot. Actually, she started a lot. She of switched the, back and forth. Yeah. A lot of the chapters were. Um, it was almost um, pretty good starts to. Yeah. they could have been starts to novels. Hmm, interesting. There was one that struck me as particularly that way. Yeah, like write those things down separately, make a note. Well, I thought I did, but I guess I didn't. But you gotta like make a separate note where like it's not just in the novel and highlights because otherwise it's too hard to find. Mm hmm. This is a good one. I mean, I don't think this is the one I was thinking, but Tommy Peck entered the Treviscan uh, ballroom feeling a dozen kinds of fool, like a small boy trying on his father's too large coat and too large boots, clomping about in the house in delight. Mm -hmm. But there was no delight that night. The clothes and shoes he wore fit him perfectly, though they were less, no, no less a costume, if anything. They were more of one, one with a heavier weight. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I enjoyed it, and we'll definitely read the fourth one. Yeah, it's not going to be like my thing, uh, but I'll I'll be eager to hear what you think about it. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe I'll share. Maybe I won't. Oh, you you feel like I've made fun of your favorite? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not my favorite, but it is. Was quite enjoyable. Mm. And perhaps that is a little bit diminished because mm. you do not share my enjoyment. But that's okay because it's not for you. It's 
It's phone for and, me. And and read the steamy parts. Maybe I'll read them to you. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. So is this like one of the, your favorite? I mean, I actually of, think of the forty-two that we read. I actually think that the second book was better. Heartbreaker, yeah, Heartbreaker, the one mm-hmm. about Adelaide. Mm-hmm. I, I actually do think that one was a little bit better than mm-hmm. this one. Why? Because I I would agree that this was a little bit over the top, like. Or maybe it's just not as appealing to me, like him saying he's her blade. Like that that doesn't really do it for me. It doesn't. No. Whereas that other one I think was a little more felt a little more real. Mm. It was still fantasy. Like it's fun fantasy. I'm not saying it's not and there were moments of this one that I really, really liked. But all in all, I would say the second one was my favorite of the three so far. But yeah. I am very excited to read about Duchess. In book four, but that won't be till next August. Mm. So I have to wait a whole year. Yeah. Yep. And then it's going to be done? Yeah, that's what happens. She writes three or four, and then you get... She'll start a new series. Oh. She always does write, like, multiples. She doesn't usually do standalone. I mean, you could read any of them. You don't need to read all of them to understand, Mm. but... Nora's still your number one. Well, mostly because I've just read her for so long, and she was like my the first one that I loved. But is Sarah McLean rapidly moving up the list? She is near the top. I mean, I do agree with you. I think Kate Gleyborn is probably my favorite. Kate is who's that? Georgie all along? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think she's a really good writer, and I really like her characters. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably my favorite, but I do like. She's one of the ones like I'll always read her new books. Okay. And that's how I kind of think of it. There aren't that many where I'm like, oh, I have to read the new book. Yeah. But she's one of them. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, so maybe it's just that now that you've read 42, you just don't feel like you have anything to learn. Maybe. I think more of it was like this was like very traditional stuff, like a big guy clobbering a woman but also super into women's lib issues <laughs> at the same time like he got into serious fights multiple times defending her honor like he couldn't stand when when they were like remember when the corrupt police like invaded her house yeah and like he just got like he he, he was, was like to- so he mad. He was told to hide. He couldn't take he it. He couldn't anymore. take it. And he just, he just ran up and just but like it was also the caused idea a hostage situation. The it was also because the idea couldn't. of like explosion. Like it's all constant explosion of temper, emotion, and actual physical explosions. But Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying like that was part of it. Yeah, maybe so. Um Still, I mean, it was so over the top, like the, what you, what you, when you don't know much about women, what you think most women are into based, where are you going? What are you doing? <laughs> I needed to, I knocked my you phone dropped off. dropped your phone off. Thing and it was too far. <laughs> <laughs> You're like getting trying, under the table. I was like, what trying is going to like stretch here? my leg out and like pull it, but it wasn't working. Oh. 
No, I agree that it was like. So you'd think women, just based on popular culture, women like men who like fight for them, like physically fight. But maybe fight. they do. But then they're also, the modern woman wants a, a man who stands by her and considers her a partner. That's what I said, but I think that's the tension and for everything. a modern woman. And so this guy was not, all he did was like respected her independence and beat anyone up who disrespected her. Right. What's wrong with that? So is that what I'm supposed to learn from this? Maybe. Yep. Doesn't have to be. You know, I've never physically fought for your honor. Well, have you needed to? No. Well, maybe. Maybe I have. Maybe I should be more attuned and get into a fight. I Would you find that attractive? It could be metaphorical fights, too. It doesn't have to be actual physical fights. I told you, that wasn't, like, my thing. Metaphorical fights. You know, like, there are other ways to fight for somebody. Hmm. I'll have to think about those metaphorical fights. This was not a metaphorical fight. No, this, this was, was very, a li- like... A literal getting yeah, in this a, a was, lot of physical fights. This was fights. very... Literal, but I'm not sure it always has to be. An enormous furry man with an enormous penis who fights for the honor of a woman. I think that's pretty much what Sarah McLean like finds most attractive. That's what I said from the beginning. That I do think that her that he is like her fantasy Mm -hmm. come to life. Yeah. Which is fine. So I, you know, it just wasn't, I don't think there was a lot of like, um, there wasn't like a lot of like psychological things to draw from it. I mean, a woman wants to feel protected, but that's not like particularly insightful. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I She think... wants to be independent, but also wants to feel cared for and, and protected. I mean, is that... Is well, that for what a I... woman, it's a big deal. I mean, you tell me. I was going to say... Is I there think, something I'm missing? I think it's really interesting that you think that's not a big deal. But I think for a woman, that's a really big deal. And I think it's one of the central issues for women now is you want to be independent and strong and you take care of yourself because you absolutely can. Mm-hmm. And you might want a relationship where a man protects you or fights for you, but it doesn't diminish your own independence. And I think that is a big question for women right now. So I find it interesting that you're like, oh, that's not a big thing, but I think it is a big thing. Hmm. Maybe. And I think women finding, like, valuing who they are and not having feeling like they need to fit into whatever society's definition is also a big thing for women. Yeah. And I think that this novel uses her character to say that, too, which is, again, not a new idea, but is mm-hmm. very important for women. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe because you don't feel that because you're a man, but I don't think those are small things at all. Well, it's not small, but, uh, you know, I, maybe that's just, I've never really, I've always wanted a woman who challenged me and was independent, so, and maybe that's because my mother's pretty much that way. She's, 
She has no problem challenging people and she's very independent. So I've always just seen women that way. I've never really... Yeah, I mean, but a they, lot of people dam, don't. The damsel in distress is not is not attractive to me. But maybe there are maybe there are a lot of men who that is. I think attractive. that it is still not. There are plenty of men who don't either see or expect that the woman to be their equal, and they're and that they. Hey, would I even didn't say be, equal. Don't don't get ahead of yourself. Even that they would be <laughs> not a. Oh gosh, I told you I'm already feeling very today so really pushing my buttons now um but that that it would even be that they could be in the supporting role to the woman i think that is not something that women are or men are usually comfortable with and that is i'm not comfortable with that and that's a big question because in this book and in all the other books that is what happens even in in this he's not comfortable with it either he's not but he but that's what she wants that I mean, they're partners, but that he could also support her, just like Caleb and the Duke of Claiborne do. But you see that he's not comfortable with it. And I think that's, if a man were, if that's what he, I mean, it could work. I'm not saying it can't work, but in most cases, women won't be attracted to a man who's like perpetually dependent on her. I'm just sorry. But it's not dependent. It's support. No, no, no. I get that. But men are just are wired to not want to feel dependent on a woman. But, but I don't in think the same, that that's what it's saying. In the saying. same way you're saying it's important that a, a woman feel independent from a man, I, f- I feel like it's even more important for men. It just is. Well, I think you're wrong, but I think that... You think I'm wrong that men don't want to be dependent on a woman? I mean, it's just. It's I mean, true. I think the patriarchy is why you would say that that's more important for a man than a woman. I don't think that that's true. I think it's important for both. But what I was saying is I'm that. Fine. But that's not what I was saying. I don't think what I meant by support means dependence. It means that sometimes the man plays the supporting role and it's the woman who's out in the front. And I think in traditional oh. relationships, it's the woman who plays the supporting role and it's the man out in front. And in this, she's playing with that idea to mm-hmm. say that strong, very capable men can be in the supporting role to strong, capable women. Mm-hmm. So maybe reflect on that a little. I'll reflect on that. That's a, that's a good thing to reflect on. It's very romantic to me to be thinking about that. Well, perhaps that's why this book doesn't resonate for you. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Again, we'll see. I mean, obviously, it's written for women. It's women's fantasy. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely lines where I did think, oh, this is like definitely written in the way women want men to feel about them. Yeah. <laughs> there and were a lot of them. Probably not realistic. Like his his constant um just instinctual feminist vibe was very seemed very out of place. Well, you know, one day that might just be the norm. Well, especially for a cop. I mean, but one because day I have, that might I have just special be the norm. insight to cops, and I'm telling you, there it's hardly any cops that. Yeah, well, that might be the problem. Our strong feminists. and she's not writing a modern one because she knows it's not realistic. So she goes and makes a fantasy of a historical where there's a police officer that's like that. Yeah. So you know, maybe that's part of it. So you know, there's more depth than you thought in this. Is what I'm taking from this conversation. <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's come move on to next week okay. then. What's next week? Well, did you have a recommendation? No. Okay, then we're going to read Tastes Like Shakar. I guess that's how you pronounce it. S-H-A-K-K-A-R by Nisha Sharma. Is that Indian? Yes. Going back to Indian. You know, there are a lot of Indian. We've read a, a lot, lot of, of Indian, Indian romance. But we haven't read one in a while. I don't know. I have read one book by her. And it was very good, but there was one very racy scene. So I don't know what this one's going to be like. They have been tended to be very the, explicit. I would agree. <laughs> so this may also be. I don't know. I tried explicit. to read. And then, of course, there's the shapewear. But that, out, I mean, nothing is, has actually topped that for you. No, it hasn't. That's in, the best scene. The best sex scene so far is like <laughs> rolling the shapewear down like a tube of toothpaste no it was like a cinnamon roll no that's what it was <laughs> Open, that's what it was like it was opening so a can of cinnamon rolls this is great so i don't know what this one will be like i tried to actually read the reviews about it yeah. to see and you have no idea it, it it people really liked it they said it was great those and are, again those dating, are the ones that'll dating dr dill was her first one and i did like that book a lot so it's like the lover they just just surprises okay, the, abound. The lover, no, that did not surprise. Surprises and that abound. did not make me feel romantic at all. <laughs> so, all right. So next week, tastes like shikar. Tastes like shikar. <laughs> I know. Even saying that out loud, I'm like, hmm, what are we getting into? It sounds explicit. <laughs> but it's it's about planning a wedding. They're wedding planners, so. Hmm. We'll see. Sounds like a double entendre <laughs> to me. I didn't really think of it till I said it out loud. Tastes like Shakar next week. <laughs>